Hey, thanks for coming out this morning to the bridge. Um, we planned this with a great deal of detail, and we worked on this for months and months because there's no place to meet at the plaza, there's no place to meet at CVTC, and there's no place to meet at Memorial High School. So this is our venue. So as you uh, develop your tan, and uh, if you have to sit through a little bit of sun, I'm, I'm sorry. This is in the shade. I'm sorry about that because this is as far as forward as I can go. Um, but we're saving some money this morning out here as we enjoy God's creation. Um, today we're going to be in Luke chapter 10 and look at the story of the Good Samaritan. So uh, if you'd like to grab a Bible, we have a few. If you just slip up your hand, we'd be glad to hand you one if you didn't bring one. Uh, we're going to be in Luke chapter 10, verses 25 through 37. Yeah, just slip up your hand. We'll be glad to hand one out to you. One of the more clever TV commercials uh, is one by State Farm. I think a lot of you know it. It's when um, one of the State Farm customers has some kind of calamity, some kind of accident, some kind of property loss. And then all of a sudden, they just sing this little jingle, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Now, I appreciate that because I'm a State Farm customer, and I'm glad to know that the money that I spend on my premiums is going to good advertising. Um, we're going to talk today about what it means to be like a good neighbor. Uh, not uh, what it means to be like a good neighbor from the perspective of the television audience, but from the perspective of Jesus. Jesus told a story in the Gospel of Luke this is perhaps his most popular parable or story. And just let me say, Jesus told many parables. There are at least 38 parables recorded in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. A parable is just an earthly story, an everyday story, a story that was common to the audience with a heavenly meaning, an earthly story with a heavenly meaning, or a spiritual concept or spiritual truth that Jesus was uh, teaching. Um, the parable is Luke chapter 10, verse uh, 25 uh, through 37. And first, the occasion in 25 through 29, and a question arises. And uh, verse 25 says this, On one occasion, an expert in the law stood up to test Jesus. Teacher, he asked, what must I do to inherit eternal life? Let me make uh, some uh, observations here. This is an expert in the law. Um, he's a lawyer. He is an expert. The law is the law of the Old Testament. Uh, the law of the Old Testament contains 613 commands. If you were to go through and count every one, it's where we have the Ten Commandments and another 603. This guy is an expert. Now, we learned that the purpose of the question was to test Jesus. Uh, he's not searching for the correct answer. He's seeing if he can trip up Jesus. And his motive probably is to, um, to impress his colleagues, his, the other religious crowd in the group. Now, he makes a presumption here. He pres presumes that eternal life is something that you do. He said, what must I do to inherit eternal life? 
I love Jesus' answer. And this is how he commonly dealt with religious leaders of his day. He said, what is written in the law? Okay, 613 commands. You're the legal expert. What is written in the law? So Jesus comes back with the question is asked to him. He comes back with the question back to uh, his audience. What is written in the law? How do you read it? What is your understanding? What is your perspective? How do you interpret the law? Very quickly, verse 27, he answered, Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength, and with all your mind. And then he says, And love your neighbor as yourself. I bet he was pretty proud of his answer. Um, That's a very discerning answer um, to the question. He reduces all of the Old Testament law, all 613 commands down to two. One, love God. Two, love people. He reduced everything to two commands. And you know what? He's going to be exactly right. The first one is Deuteronomy 6.5. And the second one is kind of a remote uh, verse to love your neighbor as yourself in Leviticus chapter 19 and verse 18. Um, In verse 28, Jesus gives us an answer. He says, you've answered correctly. Do this and you will live. That's simple. You want to inherit eternal life? Just love... The Lord your God, with everything that you are, uh, with all of your being, with um, well, let me go back. With all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength, with all your mind, everything, all that you are, love God with total commitment. Pretty easy to say. Then just love your neighbor as yourself. And by the way, if you go through all of the Old Testament, you can really divide all of the Old Testament into those two uh, commands. Everything fits there. Love God, obey God, or as you relate to your neighbor, love your neighbor. Be kind, be honest, don't steal from them. Uh, All of the Old Testament fits in that. The same is true in the New Testament. All of the New Testament fits under those two categories. Love God, love your neighbor. So Jesus says, do this and live as if you could do it. Jesus also said uh, in Matthew 5:48, be perfect, even as your heavenly father is perfect. So if you want to do, if you want to get to heaven by being good and do good words, works, all you have to do is be perfect. and You got it. However, there nobody has ever done that except one. And his name is uh, Jesus and so Jesus gives him the answer. That's all, if you want to do, that's all you have to do is uh, love God with all your heart, love your neighbor as yourself, and you'll be okay. So now Jesus uh, tells a story. Uh, let me pick up. See, I'm used to the PowerPoint, and I'm used to the wind not blowing my pages. Uh, Verse 29 says, but he wanted to justify himself. So he asked Jesus, who is my neighbor? He's a lawyer and he's looking for an escape clause. Who is my neighbor? Let's define this. Maybe we can define neighbor in such a way that I don't have to worry too much because I can uh, pick who my neighbors are. I can select the people that I want to be a neighbor to. And so it says that, He was seeking to justify himself. 
And so Jesus is going to respond by telling a story, the story of uh, the Good Samaritan. He's going to tell him how to be like a good neighbor. The story is a story of four men. Uh, Verse 30, Jesus, Jesus replied, A man was going down from Jerusalem to Jericho. Now, this is significant. Jerusalem is a higher location, higher elevation. So uh, they went up to Jerusalem. They traveled down anytime you're going away from Jerusalem. It's about 17 miles from Jerusalem to Jericho. It's kind of a dangerous road. Uh, It's mountainous. The terrain is rough. It's easy. There are caves around there. Uh, It's an easy place uh, and a common place to be robbed. Uh, A man was going down from Jerusalem to Jericho when he fell into the hands of robbers. They stripped him of his clothes. They beat him and went away, leaving him half dead. So here's some people who don't really care about the man. And uh, he's uh, he's beaten. He's left to die. And they rob him pretty much of everything he has. Uh, They strip him of his clothes. That's the first person in our story. The man who was robbed. The second person is a priest. He happened to be going down the same road. So where is he coming from? Jerusalem. And he's going down toward Jericho. And when he saw the man, he passed on the other side. So he's walking down the road. He comes right up to the man. And then he just goes over to the other side. Uh, A couple comments about the priest. The priest is a religious guy. He's the trained theologian. He's the professional clergy a priest is a mediator between god and man that was his job uh to to be a mediator between god and man to help people understand the scriptures how to relate to god how to worship Uh, the priesthood served at the temple they were the ones that could do the animal sacrifices and a priest was a descendant of levi from the tribe of levi so he was a levite But he was also, especially from the family of Aaron, so he was a designated group out of Levi. And so he's selected. Uh, He has to be at least 30 years old. So here's a guy who's one of God's men who is to lead people in worship at Jerusalem and help them to connect to the true and living God. And what does he do? He just goes, he, he looks at the man, he sees the need. And then he changes his course. Not my neighbor. And then we come to uh, the next guy. Um, Verse 32. So to a Levite, when he came to the place and saw him, passed by the other side. So it looks like the Levite is headed in the same direction from Jerusalem down, going away from the city. Uh, Both those religious guys have been there to probably do something for God. They were there for some significant reason. A Levite from the tribe of Levi, uh, he wasn't a priest and couldn't be a priest, unless he was from the tribe of Aaron also. He, um, his job was support staff. So they did everything throughout the nation to support the worship in Jerusalem. All over the nation, Levites lived. And they, what they did was they raised food and they raised uh, animals. Some of the animals were sacrificed and some of the animals were for food to support all of the other Levites and all of the priests. So that was their job. They were support staff. So same thing. He sees the need. He sees the man. He sees the pain. He probably sees the blood. He sees the guy without any clothes. And he uh, just drifts over to the other side of the street. 
Next, um, verse 33, but as a, a Samaritan, as he traveled, came where the man was. We don't know which direction he was going. He came where the man was. He saw him. He saw the need, and then what? He took pity on him. He had compassion. Let me uh, comment about Samaritans. A lot of you know this. Um, it's an interesting, it's, it's really interesting how Jesus chose this story. Remember, this is not a real event. It is a story that Jesus is telling to teach truth. The truth is what he's, he's going to talk about, what it means to be like a good neighbor. And um, the Samaritan were, um, I could say they were hated by the Jewish people. Uh, They were looked down upon. The Samaritans uh, were Israelites who lived north of Judea, a little bit north, northern Israel, kind of really kind of central. And um, they were disliked by the Jewish people because about the 8th century before Christ, the Assyrians came in and and, uh, enslaved the people. They killed a lot of of the uh, Samaritans and then they enslaved the rest. And one of the things they did is they forced them to intermarry. That was one of the ways that you uh, really captured another nation is you, 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 did inter, you forced intermarriage and, um, you know, you sort of took away the distinctions of the race. And so the Samaritans became biracial because they married into Gentile families. They were kind of forced into that. And they were looked at as half-breeds. Now, this, this kind of separation and this hatred from the Jewish people caused a lot of different problems. Um, and one of the things is the Samaritans created their own worship, and they created their own worship place. So instead of going to Jerusalem, like God commanded in the Old Testament, they uh, worshiped in their own city of Samaria. There was a city of Samaria and a province of Samaria. They even developed their own Old Testament, and they threw away uh, most of the Old Testament, and they only had five books, and they altered their books. That would be called heresy. And Jesus picks on this guy, the Samaritan, and he's going to make the Samaritan the hero. Think about that. So the Samaritan comes along, and um, he went to him, bandaged his wound, pouring on oil and wine. That was the medical treatment. Bandaged his wounds. You know, he had to touch the guy. He picked him up. He, he, he wiped off the blood and the dirt. And he used his own resources. He, the oil and the, and the wine cleansed uh, the injuries. Then he lifted up this guy, put the man on his own donkey. And so the guy had to walk. And he put the uh, injured man on the donkey. The next day he took out two silver coins pulled out his master card at the inn, and he gave them to the innkeeper. He says, look after him, he said, and when I return, I will reimburse you for the extra expense you may have. This is going the extra mile. He delivered the guy safely. He purchased shelter for this guy, and he asked this innkeeper to look in on him, take, take care of him, and whatever it costs, I'm going to take care of it when I return. Um, Verse uh, 36, back to our story, Jesus speaks. Which of these 
do you think was a neighbor to the man who fell into the hands of robbers? He's speaking to the expert in the law, the one that, who asked him, well, who is my neighbor? So now Jesus is coming back with another question. He's told the story. Now, who do you think has been a neighbor? Which, which, uh, which of these three do you think was a neighbor to the man who fell into the hands of rob- robbers? The expert in the law replied, the one who had mercy on him. You know what? He couldn't even say the name Samaritan. But he does give a correct answer. The one who had mercy. The one who showed compassion. And Jesus said, go and do likewise. That's it. Go and do likewise. You know, we have a really practical issue. We just get weighted down with, you know what? I I can't care for the entire world. I can't meet all the needs. And that's true. You can't. You can't meet everyone's needs. Let me tell you what you can do is you can meet a need. This week, who in your life does God want you to serve? I want you to keep your eyes open and your ears open to see if you can see that person and if you can help meet a need. God didn't say you had to pay the hospital bill. In this case, the Samaritan would have. But is there somebody who crosses your path and you can meet their need? Let's pray together. Let's stand. Father, I thank you uh, for Jesus' story. I thank you for what we can learn from him. We learn that all people matter to God. People matter to God, no matter who they are. Even if they're Samaritans who have a background um, and have been viewed as outcasts and uh, even where heresy is involved, all people matter. And um, as we follow Jesus, may we be um, like the Samaritan. Indeed, a good neighbor for Jesus' sake. Amen.